everyone, Felice Gerwitz here, and I want to share with you something that is dear to my heart, and that is saving you money. Can you use encouragement for your homeschool journey? Have you been searching for an online learning program designed to ground your family in a Christian worldview? Well, now you can at MediaAngelsMembership.com. Our affordable membership packages fit your budget and busy life. Now you can access customized membership packages for your homeschooling family from the extensive Media Angels Library of Books, classes, and Bible studies. You may select the ebook bundle, the creation bundle, the premium bundle, or the forever bundle. Each bundled set will save you vast amounts of money. Our packages begin at less than $10 and you can use it for the whole family. So go to MediaAngelsMembership.com for more information. That's MediaAngelsMembership.com. You'll be glad you did. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey friends and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and today we are going to take a look at a minute, a homeschool minute to be more exact. And I'm going to share with you some things that you can get done in a short amount of time. I also want to invite you to check out my website at MediaAngels.com where you can find books and curriculum as well as the popular character planners that are ready and bundled just for you. And if you are a subscriber to my email over at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network, you will get a free planner every month. This year, we are focused on checklist planners. So yes, I'm going to give you some tips each month on some ways to make the most of your homeschool as well as times when you're on vacation, for example, if you're taking some time off for the summer. You can find today's show notes, Homeschool Minute, Getting Things Done, Episode 473 at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. All right, well, what is a minute? We know that's 60 seconds, and of course, that seems like no time at all, and we really can't get anything done. But some of the most productive people I know have three things going for them. One, they don't waste time. Two, they know how to multitask. And three, they have a plan or a list of things they need to get done. So we're going to make changes in our lives every single day, some for the better and some not. I just heard um, one of my favorite pastors at our church talking and He was saying how we learn from experience. Well, believe me, I've learned from my experience and some years homeschooling, I was not very happy with the outcome. I felt like I was reprimanding the kids more and getting really frustrated because we couldn't find something or, um, you know, there just was a mess all over the place and we just couldn't seem to keep up or keep things together. So what's a homeschool mom to do? Well, the first thing I did was get on my knees. 
Lord, can you please just give me a few more hours in my day? Have you ever prayed that prayer? It is really a miracle prayer, and I cannot tell you how many times that I've prayed that, and I feel like the Lord has expanded my time. And I also started looking at the people that I admire. Why is it that some people get so much done and others flounder? And you've heard it all here um, before, you know, or you've heard it other places where people talk about, you know, getting organized, getting a plan, making a list, checking it twice, uh, looking at your priorities. You know, does that sound familiar? Well, I think the most frustrating part is feeling that we don't get as much done often because we plan way too much and there is no way, even with an army of helpers, that we can get all of it done in one day. I know that from experience. Yesterday, I had um, dinner plans. So I had uh, people coming for dinner. And then I decided that I was going to um, bake some bread because we didn't have any um, homemade rolls in the freezer. Of course, I could have just skipped the bread, right? And then I decided, oh my gosh, I need to sweep up because we have a couple of dogs and um, one of them, the German Shepherd in particular, you know, there's hair all over the place. So I've got to, you know, run the vacuum quick. Oh, and on top of that, uh, my husband's website was down. And then when I checked my emails in the morning, um, my emails were bouncing back. So then I had to get on with tech support. And that only took two hours of when I was supposed to be making bread. But I couldn't stop making the bread because I had already started the process. So, you know, I just finally (laughs) just said when I got off the line at 11 o'clock and we were on the road to getting things repaired and praise God, my husband's website's back up. My emails worked as of yesterday and his emails are working as of today. Um, Our site got hacked. Um, You know, it was like, okay, Lord, I've got to get, you know, things done. And, um, you know, the rest of the meal was pretty simple. um, But there were some things that I had to get in place and get them going. So I'm happy to report that everything got done well ahead of time and I wasn't stressed and I wasn't exhausted by the end of the day. But there's always something that comes up, isn't there, that you were not expecting. I was not expecting to be on with, you know, two hours with tech support. That was just not on the list of things to do. But normally I don't bake bread when I'm having guests over because, you know, that makes a mess. So There are some things that we do and sabotage ourselves, and we have to look at that and say, you know, if you're homeschooling and then you're expected to cook and clean and do laundry and make sure the kids have finished their lessons and have a happy outlook on each day and be really happy for the kids, it's going to, you know, not necessarily all work that way. And I'm not going to say that you should lower your expectations, but what I am going to say is that you need to have expectations that are doable. If you overdo anything, raise your hand. And there may be some times that you do. And just my little scenario to you can probably uh, let you know that I overdo everything. And I am an overachiever. But I don't do it for anyone else more so than for myself. In fact, the funny aside to my bread baking is my um, you know, guest for dinner, which was a pastor from our church, has decided that he does not eat um, rolls or bread or anything with just white flour. So there you have it. Um, you know, the rest of us enjoyed the bread, but he didn't eat any. And here I was making bread for dinner. 
Um, he enjoyed the rest of the meal, though, and, and had no qualms eating, you know, potatoes and other things that I had, um, and also a big piece of apple pie and ice cream. But you know what I'm saying? It's like sometimes we have these things that we want to do, and, you know, we've got to get them done, and then something like that happens, and we just have to laugh. We have to say, that is really so funny, you know, instead of just, you know, letting it get us down. But what we need to do is troubleshoot our problems. And, you know, really and truly, it's something that we can do very quickly. Um, Once a week, it doesn't have to be every day. But what are some things that are going to be consistent in your homeschool life? One of them is going to be kids that can't finish their assignments. And that's what you have to look at. Is this truly an issue with behavior? Or is it too hard? Or do you need to cut back on the number of problems? For example, you may require math every day, but if there are a hundred problems, can we just do the odd ones or can we do a sampling of each type? That's something you have to look at and figure out. The other is look at your schedule. Does it have too much on it? If it does, cut something out or do things two days a week or three days a week to give yourself more time. My daughter and I were talking and she's still um, in the midst of homeschooling and she was saying, you know, probably the things I could cut out and just redo the kids are history and science. But those are the two things that are really fun. And so I don't want to cut them out completely. And she's not. But you don't have to do those things every day, especially if they're lagging behind or not getting caught up. That can also be incentive for the kids, you know, to do the things that they enjoy doing, they need to get down some of the requirements. Another um, troubleshooting area is meal planning. So can you look at your meal and maybe repurpose some food? For example, if you have baked chicken one day, can you use those leftovers um, on day five with barbecue sauce or make a quick pot pie? You know, something that's easy that you can do. You can use a store-bought crust. I give you permission you know, as long as you don't have any food allergies, you know, but keep your weekday meals simple. You know, if you, um, you know, have a extra time for breakfast or dinner, you know, you can do something extra. But if you don't, you know, sometimes we've had breakfast for dinner or sandwiches for dinner, and that's fine if that's all the time you have. Um, many times when the kids were playing sports, we would pack a sandwich and they would eat it in the car on the way to the field. You know, that was the best we could do um, because they had to be at the field, you know, right around dinner time. or if they were hungry, they could eat earlier before we left. The fourth troubleshooting area is frustration. And the first is on the part of the parent. What is troubling you? And this is an area that you need to address and make the time for. The fifth is frustration on the part of your student, your child. Ask them specifically what the issue is and discern a solution. So when we look at these trouble, uh, troublesome areas, this is how we can look at how we spend our time. If we're able to um, you know, do things in a more timely manner to free up some other time. Figuring out a solution can really save you time and energy, and it's hard to be upbeat and optimistic when you're frustrated. So some of my best advice um, I've picked up from marketing classes and business classes that I applied to my homeschooling. 
And these classes talked about working smarter rather than harder. And that means analyzing um, what you're doing during the day, because if you can't figure out how you're spending your time, how can you do anything in a minute? I mean, even if you did something in a minute, okay, I'm going to clean up my desk while I'm sitting here waiting for my, you know, child to answer this question or finish this math problem, that's still not going to solve anything in the long run. Sure, your desk or this area might look nice as I'm recording this. I have uh, two pencils out, two pens, and, um, you know, a couple of papers that really need to be thrown away. Um, obviously can't do it while I'm recording, but I can pick up really quickly once I'm done. If I have that plan, which I do, once I'm done with whatever my project is, I clean up the area around it. So then what happens is this little chore becomes a habit and then it just comes second nature. So what are some of the practices uh, that you can use from, you know, for example, a business class and that is um, figuring out how long something is going to take so then you can plan for other things as well as what are some really practical things that you can implement today. You know, look at what you need to accomplish. Um, you know, for example, if it's summer and you're looking at homeschool curriculum, you need to make a meal plan or you need to teach the kids something in a way that they can remember, you know, what is a priority and then what are you going to do first? You also want to, you know, look at what you get done and ask yourself the following questions. First, how long is it going to take? Second, what really needs to get done immediately? Third, what can I do later? And fourth, who can help you? And five, what will have to be put off until a later day? So, you know, what needs to be put off not to get done today, but another day? And then one example I can use for that is laundry. When I do laundry, it used to just take me the morning. Then it took me, you know, morning and early afternoon. Then somehow it took two days. So I had to look at it and say, okay, we can't do everyone's laundry on day one, you know, or break up the week and say, you know, this is when the boys do their laundry. This is when the girls do their laundry. This is when mom and dad are going to do their laundry. And to this day, we have that in place. So I normally do my laundry on Mondays. Well, as I'm recording this, it's Wednesday and I haven't even started yet. Well, actually, I take that back. I did start two loads before I started recording, but it's probably going to take me two days to finish because I have quite a few recordings to do today and that's fine. Um, you know, but I'm not homeschooling at this point in time. But if you are, then you're going to have to look at it and say, okay, what can be shifted around? The best practice and tips for accomplishing things are, and here we go, here's a list. Use small bits of time. Like I explained, when I'm done recording, I'm going to look around my computer here and I'm going to pick up my desk. So the next time I come back here, it's going to be cleaned up. The second is keep a running list of things you need to do that are not immediate. Um, one of my friends that ran very successful businesses used to talk about the list that he would make every day. And then whatever didn't get crossed off, he added to the next day. And then he'd look at that list quickly before he went to bed. And I was sharing, you know, with our, our friends um, that if I did that before I went to bed, I would just not be able to go to sleep because then I'd be thinking about what I had to get done the next day. That worked for him. That wasn't going to work for me. 
So what I would rather do is the, you know, do the list just like he said, and but I wouldn't look over it before I went to bed. I would look at it the next day when I'm fresh. The other thing is um, selecting one or two things to get accomplished each day. I used to feel so good if I could at least get one thing done. I am that type of person that needs to accomplish to feel like I've had a successful day. Other people are not and could care less, but that's just me and I know, you know, what's going to motivate me. But if we're, if you're looking at your life and you're getting frustrated and you're saying, oh my gosh, the house is dirty, you know, the kids are unruly, I'm not getting things done. Well, that's when you need to look at it and say, okay, I need to get something that I can accomplish today. The next is to keep interruptions at a minimum. You know, text messaging seems to be one of those things that just pulls our attention. And how many of you, raise your hand, feel like when you get a text, you have to immediately respond? Well, I learned from my uh, kids who are now young adults that they don't always respond immediately. One reason could be they can't, you know, at work or busy or doing something. The second is if they respond then they for, or read the text and they forget to respond later, so if it's a new text, you'll remember. And the third is that they may not know what they want to say at that point. So that's a great bit of advice because you can, you know, mute your phone. If it's someone that's important, your phone, you know, will vibrate. You can take a quick look. But I know that the phone was one of the worst interruptions for my homeschool day. Now there's all kinds of different things. Oh, I'm going to just hop on social media or I'm going to use my smartwatch. Um, thank goodness I don't have one of those and I don't want one because I know I would probably be one of those people that would be, you know, using it uh, more than I really wanted to. And the other, which I thought was great advice, is you can put your phone in another room with the ringer on. You know, yes, we get spam emails, but then you can just, you know, go run in the other room, check really quick and come back. You know, for one thing, the phone's not right there where you can be tempted for another if it's important, you can pick it up. And the third nice little bonus is it's exercise. And most of us need a little bit of exercise, right? Well, I know that being disorganized and losing things accounted for half of my homeschool wasted time. If you can't find a sharpened pencil or the markers you need or the book you want to teach a lesson, or you think you're going to hop online really quick to find something and then you get sucked in by the vortex of one more thing, one more thing, one more thing, that's just going to add time and frustration to your day. I remember a particular child who will not be uh, mentioned who lost her math book so often that I finally told her that she could not leave until she found her math book or she couldn't do something else that she wanted to do until that math book got found. And so, you know, that was really important. The second was if it it continued on, then she was not going to be allowed to take it out of the schoolroom. And so that was part of working smarter and not harder. Another child had to keep his pencil shoot super sharp. And so finally, I invested in a small little battery powered pencil sharpener. Was it annoying? Yes. Um, he had one that was like a crank one or one that, you know, he it just wasn't sharp enough for him. And that, that was his thing. Had to be sharp. Um, and he also had to have a drink of water at his desk. 
And so that was great because guess what? He got to sit there and not get up every minute to go get something to drink or go sharpen his pencil, you know, or having multiple pencils um, at the ready. And that would work as well. So here are some homeschool minute school tips that I'm going to give you. The first is to keep your books in the schoolroom or school bin. The second is use mechanical pencils or pencil sharpeners and have multi-pencils ready. The third is to have drinks nearby so the kids don't have to leave. My daughter invested in some water bottles, you know, that keep drinks uh, cold and they have pop-up lids and they don't spill when they fall over. And each child had a different color and that worked great. The fourth is, you know, have bathroom ba um, break limits. Because if you have a reader, they're going to sneak a book in there and it's going to take forever. Or if they have a, uh, some kind of digital device, they're going to take that in there with them. So you want to keep those breaks to a minimum. And the five is snack breaks only if needed. I found that when we took a break like mid-morning or mid-afternoon, it was really hard to get the kids back to school. So what I did was I said to the kids you know what, we um, will break earlier for lunch and then we'll break earlier in the afternoon if we don't take that break. And I actually learned that from my husband. You know, he's in construction and it gets hot where we live. So they would have a half an hour break in the morning and a half an hour break in the afternoon and a half an hour break for lunch. So what he did with his guys is he said, I'll give you an hour for lunch. Of course, if you need a break or to go get a drink or whatever, you can have that, but not a whole half an hour. You'll have an hour for lunch or an hour 15, and then we'll break early at the end of the day. And the guys like that. So I learned something from him and how he ran his business. The sixth thing is to start on time, you know, and also to start and know what times you're going to eat lunch or break for the day. Because that way the kids know, oh my gosh, I have an hour left. Or I'm going to have to go, you know, to a violin practice or music practice or whatever that is. And if they know how many, you know, how much time they have, then that really helps. And it helps you if you're working with little ones as well. The eighth um, or the seventh is homework only if absolutely necessary. So do you have a child who's a chronic not finisher of their work? Well, this is something that they can do and it helps uh, to let them know ahead of time, if you don't get your schoolwork done, it's homework and you're not going to be able to participate in whatever the family's doing. You know, after dinner, you're going to have to go you know, to your room or wherever and work on this homework. Believe me, they're not going to have um, incomplete work very often. The eighth is tests on a particular day that you can plan for. So, you know, we would do some little quizzes and I wasn't a really big test giver. Um, I had my college kids complaining a little bit because um, one of my daughters said that she wasn't really good at the multiple choice uh, because... Uh, I hadn't given her enough, you know, tests growing up. And another one uh, said that she struggled a little bit with the essay questions um, because, again, I didn't give them enough of those. So, you know, I think that's something we probably could have practiced more before they went off to college. Um, but, you know, they did great, and both of them graduated with top honors. So, you know, they caught on very quickly. But if you have a test day, you know, prepare for that. For example, you know, we had a, always had um, Fridays be 
you know, for some spelling words or some some of those kinds of things. It also was catch-up day so we could get things done. So while the kids were catching up on their schoolwork and maybe something they hadn't finished, then I could work on something and, and get caught up with whatever I was working on. The ninth tip is so important, and that is to check papers daily. If you're getting bogged down and you can't get things finished, then you can exchange papers, have the kids exchange papers with each other, set up some parameters, you know, no red ink, nobody's allowed to criticize, just check off the right answer and be done. You know, mostly for things like math that are easier. And yes, uh, sometimes there are some gray areas and you need to ask mom, but as long as you're sitting there, then the kids can help you. The other is to keep a portfolio of the work completed weekly. That will save you so much time. It also shows you the kids' progress of their work. So you can put work samples of different subjects in your portfolio. And then as you go on month by month, you can take papers out that aren't as good as other ones uh, that you want to keep. And it also makes a nice little memorial for the kids of their work. Now for organizational tips, and I have five of those. The first is to have a place for your supplies and get organized. You can have a bucket or a, um, you know, I'm looking around my desk as I talk because I have like an old mug um, that has my name on it that I did in an art class um, in college, actually, and it has pens in it. So it doesn't have to be anything fancy, but you can just, you know, use mason jars. I love mason jars, and that keeps all kinds of things um, organized, and you can get those screw-on lids, and that helps as well. And then the kids can have a place for their supplies and their books because that's going to save time because you're not going to have to look for them. The third is to give kids a designated place to work. You know, my daughter was saying how the kids had assigned seating in the car. They had assigned seating at the dinner table because they were fighting over where to sit. That just eliminates one thing and everybody knows where to go, especially in larger families. The fourth is a weekly checkoff list. And I collected these on Friday. When I got bogged down, I enlisted dad's help and my husband would go through and check them. And the kids did not want dad to be asking a whole bunch of questions because he would make them rewrite papers. I remember suffering from a migraine at one point and he stayed home from work to keep an eye on them. And, you know, he was teasing me and going, oh, this homeschooling is really easy. And he had his, you know, chair tipped back and uh, feet on, on, you know, one of the kids' desks, I'm sure, you know, flipping through a magazine as he was in between both kids' desks watching them work. And the kids lamented later, you know, dad made me recopy my math paper because he said it wasn't neat enough and he couldn't read it. We're so happy you're our teacher. So it kind of takes a, a substitute every once in a while to make the kids grateful. So that was that was wonderful. But he checked that if he had to check the checklist and ask them for work samples, um, you can be sure they had to be neat and right or he would have them do it again. And And friends, it only takes one time. It takes us coming to the table and being prepared and just that one time for our kids to learn quickly that they need to do it. And um, the last is a daily or at least weekly cleaning up around your area, wherever you are working, whether it's in, you know, a school area, um, you know, getting everybody to help out, or if it's in the kitchen or whatever that is, when we're done eating, everybody gets up, kids, adults, 
It doesn't matter. There's one designated person to put away the food. There's one designated person, you know, to uh, do dishes, but everyone helps clean up the table. You know, whether I cooked or not, or someone else cooked, we all help out and it makes things go so much faster. I also have homeschool minutes of fun learning ideas. Um, And these are all on the show notes page. So if you go to Vintage Homeschool Moms and look for Homeschool Minute, um, episode 473, you'll find this list. So if you are listening in the car and didn't, um, you know, can't write these down, then you can uh, get them off the website. Well, I loved to, you know, do what I called, you know, road school or uh, schooling when, especially when the kids were little. And I'd have lists of ideas and things to use um, once Um, You know, I found that they either got done quickly um, or somewhere, you know, like if I had to go um, run an errand, we would do some things to just check their learning. So when they're really little, of course, there's things like identifying trucks and cars and have the kids count the number of trucks they see, or you can have them count a specific color of truck, you know, and say like, well, let's see how many red trucks we uh, can count before we get to the next stoplight or the next two stoplights. And it teaches the kids a lot of things. And one is to keep them focused so that they're not, you know, getting in trouble. The second is to explain the meaning of parts of speech. For example, an adjective. I would ask the kids find all the adjectives between points A and B. You know, for example, green or tall or short or red or square. And they would do that. The third is explain the meaning of a noun and have the children find all the nouns from point A to point B. We would play games like, um, you know, my I spy with my little eye or similar games. And this is fun to do while you are moving in a vehicle, but you can also do this at home. And um, another was to listen to educational songs that teach. Again, stuff that you can do at home. You can have, um, you know, uh, ready-made sheets that are fun for the kids to do, or you can let them work on something like a puzzle or Legos or whatever that is. No one says, I'm so sorry, I, you know, didn't accomplish more during my school years. What they say is, oh my gosh, it went so fast, or I miss my kids, or I'm so thankful I had so many years with my kids. That last one is what I always say. But it's such a blessing when we have time with our children and so many times because we're not organized or we don't make the most of those minutes that we have getting done with the things that we can do quickly that we find those times challenging instead of productive. And so much tends to be sacrificed at the altar of perfection. And we have to look at ourselves, friends, and say, what is it? that I'm okay with and can be okay with? What is it that I can't and has to get done? The last thing I want to leave you with is this um, little idea of enjoying your kids. Enjoy your children and your homeschool journey. And please make the most of each and every day. Take care, friends. God bless. And I hope to talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.